there's a fine line between being happy and being healed. Well, actually, no, they're not even a fine line. There's a distinction. Being happy is a fleeting kind of arbitrary feeling. I mean, not to say that you shouldn't want to be happy. It's a great thing to be happy. But it's something that we often chase without really understanding why we're chasing it. What it brings to us and the fact that it's a temporary emotion that isn't going to feel like the same satisfaction as simply being content. When you're healed, it's not all just one happy fantasy. In fact, healing isn't just a one and done thing, it's a process. You keep getting better as you keep learning. You have to keep making mistakes to get better. Some of those mistakes will stick with you and those will be the things that change you. I mean, I don't think I would have changed at all if I didn't feel remorse. But I do feel happier on the whole. But I wouldn't say that the highs are as high in the same way that the lows are not as low as they used to be. Everything has found its medium. And that was something I always struggled with. I'm better because I'm not chasing feeling happy. I'm better because I've learnt to find a peace and a stillness within myself and sit with that and be okay. To realise the world is not going to end if I don't have something to do every second of the day or if I don't have someone to be with. It's taken me a long time to realise that my own company is what makes me feel content, is what makes me feel peaceful, is what makes me feel loved. And you're never going to be as loved as you can love yourself. And if you are, the likelihood is you'll somehow find a way to sabotage it, right? I know I did. Many times. I would reject love. I would reject people's care about me because I didn't believe in my heart that I was worthy of it. I didn't even know how to treat myself as worthy of it. And... I do regret that I didn't ever fully appreciate how loved I was when I was receiving it. But now, I can feel loved. I can feel wholeheartedly loved from a single action. That thing can stay with me for days, weeks, months, even into years, like, There may be someone in my life who says one really nice thing, does one really nice thing, and in a healed state of mind, that is what I carry with me. Not any of the bad things that might have been said. It's the things like little moments where you realise they were listening, they did care. They paid attention to what I said and they acted upon it. It's those moments when you realise you've been understood 
so wholeheartedly that you might not have even realised that they were doing that action because they knew it would make you smile. I sometimes find myself slipping back into the unhealthy ways of thinking. It's difficult because I'm fighting myself every step of the way. That's a strange tussle inside of my head going, we want the attention, we crave that excitement, that joy ride, that temporary satisfaction you get from grabbing that attention from someone and codepending upon it. But I've made the mistakes too many times. I've taken people for granted too many times. I've done all the stuff I don't want to do anymore. I'm ready to try it another way. And that's when I fight back and say, hey, you're just being attention seeking right now. They will give you the attention you deserve when you deserve it. And I think that's one of the things that I struggle with in a healthy relationship. I mean, it's so new to me, I'm not used to it. I'm doing much better than I thought I would be. But there's still that toss-up between, you know, well, the people I dated before, they always treated me so nicely. They, they always listened when I had something to say. They always came to my rescue. Well, why did they come to my rescue? Because I made myself need to be rescued. I put myself in that damsel distress. I locked myself in that tower. I put the dragon on guard and I got them to come and fight it for me, but I never needed their help. I was always fine. I mean, I wasn't fine in that I was still a danger to myself. In that moment, I truly believed I was not okay and that they needed to help. But I think what I'm trying to say is at the end of the day, I would have survived that moment whether they came or not. And it's having someone who doesn't come, but who is there when you're there to, when you need to celebrate your success, who is there to give you a good day, to put a smile on your face, to remind you of how special you are. I always say I don't need rescuing anymore because that's what ruined every relationship for me. If I get myself into some situation that I've contrived just to get attention from someone, I am not going to appreciate that attention. It's just going to be a struggle. And I don't want to struggle anymore. I am so tired of making other people's problems to deal with my mood. I'm learning now to just sit with my moods, to sit with myself, to be alone. To give myself opportunities to grow in the ways I've never believed that I could. Because I never gave myself the space or the time to do so. Because I did not sit down with myself and say, hey, let's clear our schedule. Let's not put anyone first right now. And let's sort out what's going on in that head. What 
is going on? What do we need to deal with today? What what thought is there rattling around in there that shouldn't be there? Come on, let's put it on paper. Let's say it out loud and let's understand, one, where that came from. Two, why we repeat it. And three, how silly it is. You know, sometimes it's not till you say something out loud that you realise, oh my god, why was I thinking that? Other times it's not till you say it to someone else and, well, then they will say that. <laughs> um, but, you know, over the years you get used to other people's reactions and realise you don't have to take it out of your head to other people every single time and sometimes if you're the only one examining it you're more likely to listen I mean if you're ready to listen that is and that's the whole crux of it to be healed you have to be ready to listen to the bits of yourself you do not like those little jealous moments the bits of anger the things that you say about yourself that you tell everyone they shouldn't think, but you think it. The manipulation, the control, the unhealthy coping mechanisms, the patterns, the things you picked up from your parents, from your friends, from your exes, from everyone along the way who taught you to be a little less of yourself, to think a little less of yourself, to act lower than you need to really be. like. Do you realise that you can be exactly the person that you want to be? You just have to put the work in. I mean, I wish my brain would get the message because it keeps doing stupid things. But I think the more times I catch myself, the more times I fall over, the more times I will notice what it feels like to start falling and the more times I will start attempting. And you know what? Those attempts will not go well at first attempting to take a step back to reconsider to, to be more careful to think before I act and think before I speak while still being unabashedly me everyone has their own set of problems and I've gone through so many I mean I started out shy and then I became too loud and now I'm just trying to find my way in the middle and stop making all the mistakes. We all have our things that we're dealing with. I think that's why it's so important to be kind to ourselves first and then to others. And I say to ourselves first because what better way to spread kindness than to model it for someone else. We don't get enough healthy relationships modelled for us, especially not with ourselves. I mean, things are changing a bit now, but I am sure that the programming that most of us are used to is not healthy. We can change those cycles. And you know what, once you start, you will not be able to do anything else. You will not be able to see yourself any other way because that is you now. 
that's beautiful. That's worth being better for. Because if you can look at yourself and say, hey, I'm really trying, and I mean really trying to do the right thing every time here, and I don't just mean the egotistical right thing, the thing that makes you look better than everyone else, the thing that bolsters your ego, your sense of happiness, your sense of fulfillment. No. I mean the thing that at the end of the day takes into account other people, the situation at hand, the context, your past experiences and also the future and the present and everything that could go wrong and that you have seen go wrong in the past. just breathe and make a choice that comes from your heart, your real heart, not just the one that's banging out asking for attention, the one that once you've made that decision you feel blissfully peaceful because you know that that was right. It can feel so frustrating if you want to be right all the time, but you still keep making mistakes. You want to be doing the right thing, but you still keep making mistakes. But it doesn't have to be that way. You have to realise not everyone is going to see the world from your perspective. And you can either live with that and just keep being you. Or you can realise, you can look and try to understand what is it? What is it about me? is driving this reckless self-destruction. What is that unhealed inner child screaming out for? Once you take responsibility for your own life and for the way it goes, for your actions, the things you do, the things you choose, it just gets more peaceful. Yeah, you're going to have to do the work, but it will feel easy because you won't have to keep fighting yourself. Or at least the thing you're going to be fighting in yourself is the part you're so sick of. You're sick of being that person and fighting the urge to be better or self-justifying and trying to push the blame on other people. How amazing would it feel to know you've made the right choice and that the one you're fighting is that that part of you that keeps getting you in trouble 
So that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me healing myself. That's what I look to in the times when I can't breathe. I haven't breathed because I'm so anxious and frustrated and overwhelmed and paralyzed by all these rushing thoughts is the realization that I've cracked the code. <laughs> I've figured out exactly what I have to do and I know what's good for me. And I've just got to do it. 